Let's put that genie back in the bottle. Paint with the colors of the wind, bitch. It's time for two finger point. Power daddy. Our shoes are in the pond. Extra magic hours, which we in turn called extra tragic hours. People call him the naked bull rat. Did you really just two finger point? Here are your hosts, Amber and Kylie. Welcome back to Two Finger Point. I'm Kylie. I'm Amber. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and listen. Um, Amber shares her story about self-terming the Disney College program. And today is my turn to share why I self-termed the Disney College program. Um, And then once we get through that, Amber and I have a really big announcement to make that we're really excited about so stay tuned yeah so like we'll just get into it I spent some time writing all this out so that I wouldn't forget any details it was very emotional um like when I would take breaks from writing it I'd like have to actively clear my mood like remind myself that it's not 2014 anymore, and this is just something of the past. Um, I will say that now, about 32 years old, I would not have put up with like 10% of what we did. Um, no. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll give trigger warnings. Mild essay, bullying, harassment, verbal abuse. I'm not sure exactly what inhibits a trigger warning but these are just things that bring up bad feelings for me um clearly they caused me some trauma so i just mentioned them all um but nothing's not nothing's gonna get like too dark so don't worry and if we're getting close to something i'll let you know um and then before i start this i have to give obligatory oh my god i cannot talk obligatory disclaimer Um, But this just reflects my views on the people who happen to be employed by Disney, and I'll be changing their names for their privacy, um, but not my views on Walt Disney at all, the Walt Disney Company. Um, We've been giving our critiques throughout this whole podcast from a consumer point of view. So those are our views. Um, But this is just about the people I was around. Um, And I should also mention, I never went to HR, so... It's not like they had the opportunity to fix any of these problems. Um, If I were older and wiser like I am today, I probably would have gone and done that, but I didn't. So it's not like Disney knew what was going on, um, or at least that I know of. And I will give them props because when we did go to them about our roommates, Amber talked more about that last week, um, they did try to do stuff, so... Yeah, we also have another episode on that. Uh, if you look up our roommate from hell episode, <laughs> we go into all sorts of details. So check that episode out. So of course, like every incoming DCP or CP as we call them, college program intern, um, I thought this was going to be like my happily ever after and I get away from everything I hate where I lived and the family I was stuck with. And I was going to start this new life in the Disney bubble. And I definitely got the Disney bubble in a new life, but it was not happily ever after. (laughs) So I'm going to start at the beginning of the program that we have a better understanding because like Amber, it was just a lot of little pieces that came together and just wasn't worth it for me anymore. And that's just how it manifested. Um, And we've said this a handful of times on the podcast, but if you're new, um, we were 22 when we did this program and a lot of people were like 18, 19 years old, freshly out of high school, brand new to college. So there's that naivety still there and not much life experience. Um, And I know it's only a few years difference, but those specific years in life are very transitional and you go through quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. There's like a difference <laughs> of independence, I feel like. It's it's like a running out the gate of freedom when they're young like that, whereas yeah. like we had kind of been in that freedom. So like 
they were a little bit more wild. We were a little bit more tamed, I feel. Yes, we've gotten some of it out of our system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the first day, I made a few friends um, in line waiting to like figure out where we were living and get our keys and stuff. So I met a, made friends with a couple of girls. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, I think we were the only three like within this chunk of the line that didn't have our parents with us which goes to show how how much of a difference it, it is between 18 and 22 you're so right I didn't have anyone with me no we just Weird. came by I ourselves like grown-ups <laughs> yeah but a lot of kids would bring their parents and just have them help unpack and take them to Target and buy them everything they needed very coddled still. So yeah, (laughs) that feels weird because, and it's weird in the sense, right? Because like, I guess from our standpoint, we, whether we did it that way or not, like that's what you do for freshman year of college. You don't do that for the Disney college program. Like that's my confusion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we were like the only three that didn't have parents around. Um, and so we get to talking and we exchange numbers and decide we're going to meet up at the end of the night to go get dinner at downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. Um, and in a few minutes, I'll say why I'm glad that happened. Um, but we all ended up in different apartments because this isn't a movie and we're not that lucky that we're just going to end up in the same apartment. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know how old, I want to say at least one of them was underage. I don't remember if both of them are, but they were, they weren't 18, 19. They were probably 20. Um, yeah. So I go up and move into my apartment on the third freaking floor, <laughs> carrying all my stuff up. It's a nightmare, but um, there's three girls already there and we've named them previously in the podcast before. So I'm going to keep the names we had. So we had Lisa, Liza, and Allie. Um, Lisa and Liza already created this bond or whatever. They took the master room and that had the bath, one of the bathrooms, one of two bathrooms. So as Amber said in her story, four people are left to share another bathroom. Cool. Um <laughs> So I'm just unpacking my stuff and I notice Allie is kind of just wandering around strangely. She'd put a duffel in one room and that was the room I started settling in. But then she also was taking stuff into another room and just like was very floaty. Um, So I started getting the feeling she wasn't 100% about rooming with me, which is fair I mean she doesn't know me but it also kind of hurt my feelings to be honest um and then our fifth roommate comes in and that's Rachel her favorite (laughs) roommate um yeah so we've got a whole episode on her as I've said uh so once she gets in there Allie's just immediately like yeah this is my room like we're gonna be roommates with her and Rachel so I'm just going to say this because I feel like I've gotten more comfortable on this podcast to just speak my mind. Um, So Allie and Rachel are of the same race. And I just had a feeling that maybe that was the reason why she chose to bunk with her. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because Allie actually later confirmed this once she started having problems with Rachel. (laughs) And I don't have any harsh feelings towards her. We got to know each other over the few months we lived there. And she really is a sweet girl. Um, I just hope she learned her lesson about judging somebody off of something that superficial. Anyway, so (laughs) roommate number six never came that first day. So like at first I'm like, hell yeah, I got my own room. And I was planning on taking up like all the dresser drawers, the whole closet. (laughs) But I just had a feeling, just hold off. You don't know what's going to happen. And... Um, later as the night went on, I I actually started feeling kind of lonely and then the roommates all planned to go out together for dinner and invited me, but I was like, oh, sorry, I already made plans with my other two friends. 
Um, and I, it kind of, obviously I was feeling a little bit insecure. Nobody wanted to room with me. Um, so I just kind of felt like, eh, I don't need you guys. So it just kind of helped me artificially in my insecurity. Um, the next day I did hang out with them. I wanted to get to know them. And I had brought, if you guys remember what the magic bullet is, Today we use our ninja blenders, but back then it was the magic bullet. So I brought it. And so everyone was like, oh yeah, let's make some daiquiris. So we're making daiquiris and having a good time. And all of a sudden we hear like a loud knock and we're freaking out because this knock is loud. Oh my God, was I loud? (laughs) Spoiler alert. Oh my God, sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. So we're just like, oh my God, is it security? Like, were we too loud? And we open the door and there's these two sweet girls. Um, I don't remember the other one's name, but this one's name was Amber. And she just had this thick Southern draw, I remember back then. And I just remember thinking, oh, she looks just like Princess Jasmine. So pretty. And she was like, hi, I'm going to be y'all's new roommate. And I just like felt so happy. I was going to have a roommate and like get the full experience. And obviously we know that worked out because 10 years later, here we are on this podcast. Um, So yeah, that was our roommate situation from the beginning. Um, and Amber talked all about our problems. I've got a lot to get through, so just take her word for what she, what we said we had on the the issues with our roommates because I one hundred percent back it. Um, but I started working in outdoor food and beverage, and not my first choice, but whatever. Um, I got to work for Disney, so I was happy. Um, I remember there being a few snooty girls that were like 18 or so. Um, don't know why they felt they needed to be rude. Um, but I didn't care because I'm 22, they're 18. I, I'm, it's not high school or elementary school. Um, but I did end up becoming t- friends with two guys. So I'll call them Peter and John. And we all work together. I, I'm pretty sure we trained together and that's how we got to know each other and we ended up getting really close. Um, Like we would just always hang out outside of work when we could and party and, you know. (laughs) Um, And as time went on, we got to know more people and our our little group started growing more and more. Um, And before I got to be the old little introverted lady I am today, I was like truly in my Sagittarius element. And I loved meeting as many people as possible and just learning everything I could and just soak it up like a sponge, like their culture, religion, you know, whatever kind of background they had. And obviously Disney's a goldmine for that. You're going to have everybody from everywhere. And like, if we're being honest, states are pretty much countries. So (laughs) You know, I'm getting all these people from different states. I'm getting all these people from different countries. So I just got to soak in so much and learn so much about the world. So I I really love being able to do that. Um, and so most of us bonded over this and then also hating work um, <laughs> because it did suck. It, it really sucked. Like we had to work in whatever weather conditions were thrown at us. Like if it was hailing too bad, throw on a poncho, continue to work, even if there's no, you know, umbrella or any cover. Um, And the one time we got to cease work due to weather was during an actual hurricane hurricane threat. And you just go stand in a shed, like it's so dumb. Yeah, that's a good point that I forgot about. Like I was like I bitched about quick service but like we're at least covered like you guys were out there like if it especially like when the rain would come in the summer too like Mm -hmm. it came for like 20 minutes and that was it yeah and they just made us work through it (laughs) yeah so unless we were working in one of the three outlets that were technically outdoor or they were called outdoor, but they were technically indoor because they were like little trailers that you stood inside 
or if we were working phantasmic um because those were short shifts so like those were the only shifts we really liked and oh my god i remember it was always so hot that the tablets we would use to rain people up would always freeze on us and honestly i would just be like oh it's going to be a magical moment. I'm going to give it to them for free because <laughs> it's going to take another 10 minutes to reboot this. Um, so coordinators, um, there was, of course, an exception of a couple. But for the most part, those were our lifelines. They always looked out for us. But the managers were awful. Um, there was one. He was, like, nice, but also he's kind of, like, the timid pushover kind of guy. So, like, he never really stepped up and took action. He just was kind of there to work. Um, and then there was one that I thought was cool. Um, her name was Hillary, or I'm naming her Hillary. <laughs> um, and then there was one I'm going to name Angela. And I did not like her one bit. And, like, I didn't care who knew. She knew. Everybody knew. I just did not like her. She was a really mean person. The only time she would speak is when she was, like, yelling at people and, like, trying to make them feel stupid. And it was, like, things that were not worth yelling at. It was, like, almost like we were in kindergarten. And even so, like, you shouldn't be yelling at kindergartners anyway. But just, like, constantly putting people down. And then there were some full-time people that were mean, too. Um, I'll, I'll say there were a handful that were super sweet, but for the most part, we were just treated like, oh, you're the next batch of, you know, disposable CPs. I'm not going to bother to get to know you. I'm going to talk to you like you're dumb. Did you have that, too? Yeah, 100%. Oh. I think that's how it was a lot for, like, the quick service and the ODVs because we came yeah. in by the hundreds for them because they needed us because they needed people to fill those, like, schedule spots. Yeah. So I think the people who were seasonal and full-time who weren't getting those hours, like, they were already pissed at us. True. Yeah, they, they definitely had a, a vendetta against us for hours. Totally. But, yeah, there's a couple specific ones I'll mention. Like, there was this girl... We'll call her Susie. I don't know if I even need to say a name, but I feel like she was like 19. Uh, she was really young. Um, and one time I remember I was working at this pretzel and churro cart and we were running low and literally that's all we sold there. So I'm calling what we called the pretzel kitchen and that's where they would bake the pretzels. And I'm like, hey, I need more pretzels. And I keep calling for like an hour and I still don't have pretzels. And again, this is the only cart in the entire park that is solely churros and pretzels. And I'm running out of them. Like all the other carts have other things people can buy. So I need these pretzels. <laughs> so she finally gets there and she starts yelling at me in front of this long line of guests. Like does not care. And... She's yelling at me for not being patient because other outlets need pretzels. Literally, that's the whole purpose of my cart and I don't have any. Seems counterproductive for her to yell at you about trying to do your job. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm looking out for the guest. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't going to have some in my eyes little kid or little girl yelling at me for doing my job because she's got an attitude problem. So I fed it right back to her, honestly. And I said, I first called over an hour ago and now I'm completely out of pretzels. So I can't take care of my guests. Perhaps you should do your job. Ooh. And <laughs> yeah, I was so not having it. So she like continued with her attitude, but she stopped saying anything after that um what's hilarious is nobody liked her I ended up finding out um and it was because of her attitude like most of the full-time people were a little bit older so it's like obviously she's not gonna fit in with them she's super mm -hmm. young and then she burned her bridges with all the CPs who are her age because she's rude. It just doesn't seem smart, right? Because you would want to have some people who you have to have a following, right? Like mm -hmm. um like to quote gossip girl i'm sorry um but blair says if you can't make them love you make them fear you and she yeah. wasn't making them fear her she was making no. them hate her 
Yeah, no fear at all, obviously, because I was brand new and I got right back in her face. Yeah. Because she ended up, like, adding me on Facebook and, like, trying to, like, be buddies with me. And I just, like, always was like, we're acquaintances, nothing more. And I I just, like, kept her at arm's length. I would have denied just to let her know, like, deny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Today, me would have. I'm You're very right. picky. I'm very picky on who I allow in my circle. <laughs> um, there was another full timer. I'm just gonna throw in her, her in here really quick. She was really nice. Let's call her Trina. Um, so we would work carts together a lot, and she was just super chill. I don't remember how old she was. She's probably around our age, um, but like never had an attitude. Just super easygoing. Just like we'd always have a good high vibe conversation or she'd be saying something that was hilarious. Like I loved working with her. Um, So she'll come into play in just a second, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So we got another jerk here. We'll call him Steve. Again, rude to new people. And honestly, like there was nothing special about him in any way. Like it's not like he was a stupendous worker. He wasn't like... I wouldn't say he was good looking. Like there was just nothing about him that makes me feel like I owe him anything. Uh, So I would always butt heads with him because he'd like walk into whatever space I was and just immediately start talking to me like I'm ignorant. Like, yeah. And I'm like, can you at least give me a chance to prove I'm dumb before you start speaking to me like that? So I just did not like him. I don't like people like that. Well, one day at the flip of a switch, he just decides he's got a crush on me. It no. was so creepy. <laughs> um, Yeah, it was weird. Just like he went from one day to hating me to the next infatuated. And like I was, this has happened to me a few times because people are mean. But I, I thought maybe it was like a joke between him or something, uh, him and a friend like trolling me or something but it wasn't because he would act that way when it was just the two of us too and yeah it just grossed me out and I was pretty open about that to him like he just grossed me out well I start hearing rumors that he and Trina my friend were dating and honestly I'm just appalled disgusted grossed out shocked at this news Because she's the sweetest girl, and he did not deserve somebody like her. But at the same time, this is still just a rumor, so I didn't, you know, stir on it too hard. But the next week, I see them sitting next to each other at a break table when I went backstage. And, like, there were other people at the table, but you could tell by her body language, like, something was going on the way she was sitting next to him. Well, he sees me walking by and he goes, hi, Kylie, like does not care about anyone who's around. And I just see her face sink and it broke my heart for her. Like, why would you do that in front of her? Like, Yeah, it's so disrespectful. But honestly, like, it's a good thing he did do it because like she saw it firsthand, you know, right? Like, I I hate it for her. Yeah, I that's true. I just felt bad because like we were friends and uh, I would never <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But even if he was a nice guy or whatever and she was dating him, I wouldn't either. So yeah. I just didn't want her to like feel some sort of way towards me either. But she deserved better. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> um so one day I'm in the break room. During my break, apparently going in there was a mistake because he just comes and he scoots in the booth with me. These are like little like restaurant booths with tables we're sitting at. He just inserts himself in. So I'm stuck between him and the wall. No. Yeah, I was pissed. And obviously I feel uncomfortable. So I'm just like sitting here waiting for his break to be over. Like, when we've told you over the past six months, you guys, on how creepy and harassing these full-time guys were, like, 
we're not exaggerating. This is the stuff we went through. But we got more on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so this is going on. And another guy, we'll call him Derek. He comes and sits by us and he says, hi to Steve. So I'm like, all right, nothing can happen. A, there's a witness and B, they're talking. So it's kind of distracting Steve away from talking to me. Mm-hmm. And finally his breaks over and he leaves. I have a few minutes left and Derek starts talking to me and he seems okay. Um, then he ends up asking for my number and I gave it to him. I, you know, like honestly, and Amber can probably say this too, like just, we were just so shut off because these guys were so creepy and I, you had a boyfriend, but like, I just felt asexual because it was just like, we were always on guard. Like there was just no interest. Like the whole Prince Charming thing went out the window when we saw what really was there. hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, so we begin texting. Um, and then he asked me to dinner, um, which I'm going to go on another tangent here. We were broke, so broke. We've talked about this. So I'm going to, I'm going to expose my numbers for you guys. I was paid $8.50 an hour. This was in 2014. So I think it was minimum wage, $8.50 an hour. Mm -hmm. So if I worked 40 hours in that week, that's $3.40. Well, Disney took about 90 of that out so I could live in their apartments as their intern. Make it make sense. Literally. I so, still yo, can't believe it. No, I was going to say, I still can't believe they made us pay to live there. Yeah, and considering how disgusting they are. Right. So, yeah. So, even so, it leaves me with 250 a week. Well, guess what? I'm 22 years old. I've accrued some debt. So I have a car payment and I have a phone payment because I'm a grown up and I pay my bills. So it's not like I had a thousand dollars of free money like these 18 year olds did. And living in Orlando is so expensive. Like I remember um, what I normally would pay $35 for in Arizona for groceries for a week. It costed me over $80. So I, I went into shock when I saw that number, but I was like, I'm not putting all this food back. And yeah. so then we embrace the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And gas too. Like most yeah. of the time, like we really couldn't afford to put gas in our cars. Like it was crazy. Yeah, for real. I I would take the bus a lot yeah. because it, I just didn't have the money to put gas in my car. That's how it was for V2. Like I wanted to drive to work every day because I hated having to wait for the bus, but I couldn't afford it. So yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, but sometimes it's a blessing, right? Because then you don't have all the the people who are suddenly your friends just diving into your car. Yeah, and when there were four complexes, they all lived at any other complex but Vista Way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Derek. So Derek is texting me um, and just asking random questions like how old I am and stuff and Nowadays, I feel like that's kind of weird. Um, but like back then, I remember Tinder just came out during our program. I think that was the first time I oh. had ever heard about it. Um, so like dating apps were not normal then. So this is a whole different time. So I guess it was kind of normal to ask of somebody's age. Um, but it ends up being weird. I'll tell that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so he wants to take me to dinner and play pool. And it was at some, like, weird restaurant near the mall. Um, It kind of reminded me of a diner as well, but I don't know. I remember having wings and fries, and I remember there was, like, just... it. it, Honestly, it felt like there was a Waffle House with with a pool table inside. That's what it reminded me of. Whoa. What a weird thing to, like, think about. Yeah. It was... (laughs) It was weird, but they, not, not that they had like breakfast food, but. Yeah, yeah, no, but just like, like the concept the, of like a diner with like a yeah. pool table is just like a weird concept. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, so I'm hungry, you know, we're living off dollar food stuff and food. I get my food 
I get my food and I'm so excited to be eating quote real food. I've just gotten my food. He wants to get up and play pool. Like, bro, I, I want to eat. I am starving. <laughs> what a weird time to decide that you want to start playing a game as soon as the food arrives. Right. But here, do you want to know why he wanted to play pool? Do you want to touch your bed or something? Yeah. He wanted to do the whole creepy lean over and help me. Yeah. Predatory. I hate it. And, and on the first date, never Right. Right? That's what I thought. There's more. There's a lot more. But here's the next scene. So, like a Waffle House, there's a jukebox in this place. <laughs> so, he he just ruined a song for me. It had just come out. So, he played it and he sung it. And mind you, I should say, he sung it to me. Okay. And this is our first date. I maybe met him a week ago. The song in question here is All of Me by John Legend. The song he wrote for his wife. All of me loves all of you. He is singing this shit to me during our first date. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Get away from me, you big giant red flag, sir. Right? <laughs> and unfortunately right after this i started working at a wedding venue it was my first job doing weddings of course everybody's either got this or that ed sheeran song as their first dance so i heard this song a lot and it would just trigger me Ooh. i hate that song sorry john legend not nothing <laughs> personal if all of this is not enough so we finished this, what I think is the date. Um, I didn't get to finish my food, but yeah. So he wants to go to his apartment and I tell him no. He will not accept no as an answer. Who the fuck doesn't accept no as an answer? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. He wants to go watch TV. Oh, and how convenient. His apartment is right next to this random ass restaurant we're at. Of course it is. Yeah, so I'm I'm really annoyed. <laughs> and um honestly like this was my my time like at the DCP when I just stopped caring about, you know, like people perceiving me as a bitch or whatever and I just started saying no. Um so here here's why. <laughs> so I'm in his apartment um and then his like little niece or sister I don't really remember she comes out and she's like four or five she's really cute and I'm like oh cool let's play with her like my safety you know yeah. no she's annoying let's go in my room and he pretty much drags me in there so uh -oh. I yeah I'm feeling very uncomfortable um doesn't turn on the tv has me sit down on the bed um, I'll stop here for a second and just give you a quick spoiler because I know it like seems like we're we're about to hit trigger warning. Um, and we are. Um, but I do get out of here safely. This is where your mild essay happens, but like close stay on, like I get out of here safely. So it's not gonna get that dark. Um, but if you need to skip, obviously go ahead. So he is obviously trying to kiss me and no I say no I don't let him I tell him I don't want to um so then he starts like caressing my arm very creepily I'm so over this um not really paying attention to what he's saying I'm like trying to like master plan in my head how the heck I'm gonna get out of this room and here's where the age comes up so I didn't mention this before but he's 26 so at 22 26 like that's not big of a deal. But apparently he wasn't paying attention when he asked me the first time because he suddenly realizes I'm 22 and he goes, you're 22? I thought you were like 18. <gasps> uh, right. Why? Why would you? What? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you mean to tell me you lured me into your room basically by force. You won't stop touching me. You're trying to kiss me. And not only do you think I'm eight years younger than you, but you think I'm 
barely legal to where it's completely inappropriate to be doing any of this. That is so gross. So at this point, I'm grossed out and I start getting snappy. Well, here's where he crosses the line and he kisses me on the arm. After I said no, you know, so I lose, I lose my shit. And I, and internally, I should say. Um, so I said, okay, I'm going home. You kissed me after I told you no, I'm leaving. And he insists on walking me out. And like, at this point, I don't want to talk to him or anything. And so, and obviously I don't want like a bigger conflict. So I'm, I didn't tell him no, I just started walking and I'm getting into my car and all of a sudden, oh wait, she wants to play with you. Don't you want to stay? She's going to miss you. And all of a sudden, his niece is in his arms. So, like, I know you did not separate me from this girl, and now you're using her as bait. Sick. What a sick The gall, right? Disgusting. Poor baby having to live with this vile human. God. Um, So, I just, I didn't say anything. I just got in my car, and I drove off. And, like, honestly, I didn't care what the little girl thought. Like, she needs to know her uncle or brother or whatever is disgusting. But yeah, I I just remember like having to call my my best guy friend from back home and like crying and like telling him what happened just to like get an ounce of like safety and kind of like cleanse the palate of men at that point. Yeah. Oh, oh my but yeah. god. Um, and then there was another creep. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Um, I honestly thought he was gay and just wanted to be friends. Um, until one day he wanted to hang out and I said, oh yeah, I would, but I'm at the gym. And he's like, well, my name can be Jim. I, I know I told you, I don't remember yeah. if it was on or off the podcast, but yeah. I think it was on too, but yeah, but yeah, this guy's still like, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like if I think about it long enough, but I think that's what makes it even more disgusting is that like, when I say I don't get it, I actually do get it. Yeah. And I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, so I stopped talking to him after that. Luckily, we never, ever got scheduled to work together again. Thank goodness, because I was a little nervous about that. Um, but later in my program, I remember one night, we it was a night I did not bring my car, and I was standing outside with my friend. We were waiting for the bus to get there, and somebody had come out and mentioned that this guy was going to be out soon and he was planning on offering both of us a ride and we all already had both had experiences with him where he creeped us out so i'm not getting in a car with this man and we had just dealt with so much harassment at this point we didn't want to deal with any more confrontation we legit hid in a bush to avoid this like dove in the bush i remember you telling me this and honestly (laughs) like the fact, the fact that you even had to go to that length, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just so sad. There's more to that. Apparently, he saw us in the bush, and he told our mutual female friend, and he came up in conversation one day with her, and I told her about that, and she goes, yeah, he saw you guys, and he told me about that. Like, you really hurt his feelings. And she Ooh-hoo. said it with an attitude. Like, <gasps> bro, hurt his feelings. Like, I'm being harassed. Like, I don't care about people's feelings. Like, you're literally harassing me. Yeah. I all so, I care about at this point is my physical safety. Were they younger or older than you? My all age, our age. Uh, the guy was much older, but the girl was our age. Like, because I can understand if she was younger and she was like, come on, like, why are you being mean to him? Like, you should be nice. Like, but if she was our age, I don't get it. And him being older, he should have understood. So, like, all of this is not making sense, like, in the sense of, like, what she's saying and what he's doing. Yeah. It was just, it was gross. And honestly, like, I drifted from her after that because what she said really bothered me. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, And I drifted away from some other friends, too. Um. Like Peter and John, um, the coworkers I'd hang out with, I, I still stayed in touch with John, and like honestly, to this day, I'll occasionally check in with him and see how he's doing. Um, but things with Peter went south. Um, so 
I was talking about how like our group of friends started to grow. Um, well, apparently so did their heads. So I'm a huge, Amber and myself are huge Mean Girls fans. Um, and so was Peter. So one night we made John, the poor straight boy of the group, sit through this movie. <laughs> um, and then I just made a joke because there were three of us. I just made the joke that we were the plastics. And I didn't mean that in a sense of like we were the bullies or the cool kids. Like it was just a joke. Like we were a club or something. But like it was just a joke at the same time. Yeah. But Peter took it literally and he really turned into a little Regina George. Um, so he had become friends with this other girl I was not a huge fan of. And they began talking shit about everybody, um, which is why I didn't like her. Um, because I liked a majority of the CPs. And like this little pocket was supposed to be the good part of this program and all the bad. Like, we were supposed to make friends with these people, and it was supposed to be a beautiful thing. And so for them to be talking shit about these people really pissed me off. We created a Facebook group for, like, our little friends in the department. And then, like, if they, when we'd go out, like, if someone would bring a friend and we got to know them or whatever, they, like, it was inclusive. But it was just more of, like, just CPs. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm added to this separate group called the plastics and at first I'm like it's only okay when I say it <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> but like I was just like oh I thought that was like our little thing you know but whatever like I guess these few people are in here but this ended up being the perfect name for this group because it pretty much was like the little digital burn book where they would just go to talk shit about people. Like, why do we need this? And they had started already on, like, innocent people who did nothing wrong. Like, the the one that pissed me off the most was they were making fun of this girl's voice. Like, how immature and cruel. So, yeah. I'm not going to mention, like, what her voice sounded like because it is very unique and I don't want any identifiers, but it really pissed me off because she was really nice. Um, yeah, so the second I see this, I didn't even hesitate and I left. I, like, left the group or whatever. And I don't know what it's like now, but back in those days, if you left a group, it would announce to everybody, Kylie has left the plastics um, so 80% of them stopped talking to me, but it was fine because I had like another 80% of our department to get to know. And I got some great friendships out of that. So I just kind of said, good riddance, so stop talking to me. Um, yeah. And then Amber talked about the mold. We were always sick. Um, I had actually left home for a weekend um, to go to a wedding. I was fine. Um, the moment I come back, I'm sick again. And I, mm -hmm. I so it, at that point, I realized it's something here that's making me sick. And I started paying more attention to it. Um, well, I, I narrowed it down to it just being the apartment because I'd go to work. I was fine. I'd go to the store. I'd go to the gym. I was fine. It was in our apartment. So I honestly stopped hanging out at our apartment so much because I didn't want to be sick and like runny mm -hmm. nose, sore throat. Um, and we reported it multiple times and it actually, it wasn't until I started going to the office face to face with them that they actually sent somebody to come up. Okay. So it was even more than I thought I was going to say, cause yeah. like they didn't care when they came and I just didn't yeah. remember like what our whole situation behind it all was, but yeah, they, they couldn't have cared less about our health yeah. in that situation. It was a big deal that they even came, but yeah, yeah, they, they didn't do anything. We were literally sick until the day we left. Yeah. What did they say to us? They were like, they were, they think they basically told, they, they gaslit us actually. They basically said it wasn't mold. Like, yeah. That's, that's moisture. Or, or they, what did mm -hmm. they say? They, they're like, that's moisture from it. I don't know. It was, it was BS. Something. I couldn't tell you what they said. Cause it was just utter BS. Yeah. But they told, they, they gaslit us and said it wasn't mold though. Yeah. All right. So the day I left, this was very eventful. Um, or at least this is the day I decided that I was going to leave. So I'm going to take a deep breath first. 
Okay. So I worked at Hollywood studios and every May they would have, and they probably still do have star Wars weekends, which it's basically a big star Wars convention. They've got actor meet and greets, um, like shows, you know, like the whole shebang. There was like May the 4th, revenge of the fifth. Like it was awful. Um, so obviously this is bringing in so many people though and it was the biggest and busiest weekends of the year um well one of those weeks i was given a shift that was 9 a.m to midnight 15 hour shift um i tried to give some of it to like a full-timer or part-timer that wanted more hours but nobody wanted hours that week so i just you know i was like fine i'll suck it up and, and do what i have to do i'm an adult um, so I show up, I get to work and it is busy. Um, I get assigned to an ice cream cart, very steady, um, around 11. It's like a nonstop line. Um, there was no moment where less than 20 people are in line waiting. Like, who wow. waits for ice cream for that long? Like go ride rides. Nobody that I've ever heard of. Why yeah. I... Um, so yeah. Uh, it was nonstop, and I was trying to clear the line so that I could, you know, I don't know, take a breath and get things organized, but no, never happened. Um, I ended up calling my coordinator, and that day I had one of the coordinators that weren't, you know, ones that would look out for you. Um, she never gave me problems, per se, but she never really looked out for me either, so... I call her and I say, I've had a nonstop line for like two hours. Can you send someone over to lend me a hand? Like, mind you, I haven't had a break yet. It's like 1 p.m. at this point. And I'm not even asking for a break. I'm ask I'm not even asking for anyone to take over either. I'm just asking for like an extra pair of hands to help me. Mm -hmm. So her answer is no, we don't have anyone. And I'd love to know. She hadn't checked on me all day either, which is very unusual i believe they have to come check on you every two hours or so to make sure you've got everything you need and just make sure everything's running okay she never came in to check on me and i'm just wondering like you're you're the coordinator why can't you come help me come help me clear this line at least once you know mm -hmm. so i have to keep going and i end up in my worst panic attack of my life um and the thing about us millennials we'll just work through it uh, so yeah, my chest is in a lot of pain and it's tight and it's a, what I would imagine a heart attack feels like, but like probably worse. Can't breathe. So obviously I'm going through it and people are starting to look at me weird. And this one lady, bless her heart. Like I can still remember what she looks like to this day. She looks at me and she says, are you okay? like really concerned and like obviously this is 2014 customer service still exists so you know I say yeah I'm fine you know it's it's not her problem it's my problem um I'm not gonna cry <laughs> but she like she as I was like giving her a receipt so she could leave she made sure like our eyes met and she said you need to take care of yourself and like it took everything I had in me not to cry in that moment you know but I have to you know this is Disney so I just say thank you and like continue going on but like never forgot her shout out to that lady mm -hmm. um so I'm gean to guess it's like around 3 30 at this point maybe four and someone comes to this cart and she's not there to give me a break no she's um she's just there to replenish my stock so we can keep going Oh my God. So you've been working now from nine to four without any break? Without any break. Yeah. And, and this clarifies for me because I was going to ask you, like, I wondered if there was at least two of you on a cart just for any, like any means necessary. Um, and I did a stint in ODV for like a week or two. I didn't have anyone with me. So I was going to ask if you guys had it regularly. Um, it depends on the cart and the number of people scheduled. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this normally would be a one person, but if it's busy, it should be two. Sure. You yeah. know, one person to ring people up and one person to hand the food out. So, yeah. Uh, 
So she's just there to stalk. Um, and this is like my only opportunity. So I say, you've got to stay here. I need to go. And she's like, I'm only stalking. And I can tell she just thinks she's going to get away with this. And it pissed me off because she's a new CP. Like she had just come in maybe a month before. So everybody else is, you know, seasoned. And she just gets off with this day as a stalker. Like, no, that's not okay. If anyone should have been stalking, it should have been me or someone more senior like me. Um, Yeah. So she, she's trying to say, no, I'm not going to. And I, so in front of everybody, I'm like, I don't care at this point. I don't care if there's guests here or whatever. Um, I've been here since 9 a.m. without a break. It's now caused me to have a medical emergency. You need to stay here. So she gets pissed and she's like, I'm calling the coordinator. You need to wait. So I'm thinking to myself, like, you got two minutes and I'm walking out. Like, Mm. I don't have time to wait for this. I'm having a medical emergency. I just said that. Um, I was having a panic attack and probably, honestly, it's a May in Florida. I'm probably having heat stroke too. Like I haven't had a break. This is illegal. You can't work that long. You worked a full day at this point. You were basically working a nine to five without any break. That's as as illegal as it gets. Not in Florida though. It's a right to work state. They can do whatever they want. (laughs) Fuck you, Florida. Yeah. So, (laughs) but yes, in any other state, pretty much definitely in California, it's illegal um yeah so she calls the coordinator and the coordinator tells her to have me go to the break room and wait for a manager and like I'm annoyed by this I just want to go home at this point but like I figure maybe they're gonna do like some report or like a medical examination because I said I've been having a medical emergency Mm -hmm. so I'm like fine I'll get medical attention on Disney's dime whatever So I go sit in the room. I wait. Like, obviously, I'm holding back tears. I'm in a lot of pain. Guess who walks in? Angela, the terrible manager I cannot stand. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course she does. Yeah. And she just stands in the doorway like a drill sergeant. Let's go into the office as, like, I'm in elementary school and I've done something really bad. I'm about to get, like, expelled. Like, feels at me like that. But at this point, I'm in a medical emergency. I don't care about anything but my health. Mm-hmm. So I'm beyond everything. And I don't feel embarrassed at all. If anyone's embarrassed, it should be her and her team of leaders. Um, so this is actually the first time in the manager's office. And they all have, like, their own desk and stuff in there. And so she makes me sit down. And she's like, so you're wanting to leave? Yeah. This is a job. Okay, well, I haven't had a break today. I've asked for just help, and no one could just give me an extra set of hands. You were in an ice cream cart. You don't need help. We're short-staffed today because a lot of people called out today. So I'm sitting here. First of all, Hillary, the one I, I had gotten along with this whole time, heads down. She's not saying anything, and she's sitting in there. So she's, mm. you know, she could have intervened at any time. Yeah. And then I'm also wondering... Why is this my problem that everyone called out? I'm not a manager. I actually showed up for you guys today. Yeah. But that was a mistake. <laughs> and then I'm looking around in this office. I see bodies in this room working at their desk. Why aren't you guys getting up and helping? If we're so busy, why can't you guys go out there and help? And this is a weird concept for me because in any other customer service-based job, that's what those managers end up doing. Yes. Like always. That's so why not the whole Disney? thing of being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Her behavior was beyond inappropriate. Yelling at me, especially as I'm expressing I'm going through a medical crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just get to the point where I say, I literally feel like I'm having a heart attack right now. I know you don't care, but I didn't get a break today. I've already worked a full shift and you're expecting me to work another one. Um, I'm having a medical problem. And I don't care what the repercussions are at this point. I'm going home. And I know there are no repercussions, or at least there better not be, because I came in for my shift. I did not get breaks. And I'm having a medical problem at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of the few who did not call out. 
so I can tell she sees what I did and I like reclaimed my power and don't care. So she goes, Mm -hmm. you know what I have to do right now? Yeah, I do. I have to find coverage for you until midnight. Okay. I know. And that's, and I straight up told her that's worth whatever punishment you have for me. So (laughs) she pauses and she's just like waiting for me to say something else, like testing me. And I'm like, test me. I don't care. I'm, I'm done. In my mind, there's, there's not even a bridge to burn. Like I'm done. So then she says, well, there are no points of reprimands for this, but you really need to reconsider if this internship is right for you. We're past that, (laughs) ma'am. You know, like we're, we're beyond that. I am done. I'm done here. So yeah, she was like one of those nasty people who had always had to like get the last word in. So I got up and I'm walking out. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I plan to. Um, so it was really weird. Um, you know, clocking out for the last time. I remember looking at the little Mickey saying, have a magical day. And like knowing that that was going to be the last time I was ever going to see that. Um, and then Thankfully, I brought my own car. Um, I just knew it was going to be a long day, I think. And so I brought it. Um, But oddly enough, I was working or I had parked on the opposite side of what I was working at and I was walking and I was going to cut through. uh, I was going to go on stage, cut through, get somewhere else backstage to get to the parking lot I was in. Well, I... uh, with it being Star Wars weekend, I walked right past um, Warwick Davis, who is an actor. Um, he was in Willow, and he also played uh, Wicket, the Ewok. It was interesting uh, walking out and, like, right past him. But, yeah, so I finally make it to my car, immediately just start sobbing. I call my mom, tell her what happened. I'm coming back to Arizona Um, but the problem was I was broke, like probably had less than $20 in my account. So there's no way I can like drive my car across the country. Um, so I knew I had to wait a few days until payday. So I just called out of work for the rest of the week, which was kind of funny. Like, how about that? You could have given me a break or I didn't even ask that. You could have just given me help. And you would have had not only a cast member to last you to midnight on that one day, but also for the rest of the week. <laughs> Literally, you missed out on good a good employee, honestly. That's what they missed out on. And God, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I waited until Friday or Saturday, whatever the day was, um, where we got paid. And then before the day they charged to live for the next week. Um, and then I went at like five or six, like just a few minutes before their closing time. So they couldn't kick me out that day and they let them know it's self-terming. And so they're like, okay, well you need to be out tomorrow by eight. Um, so yeah, um, word starts getting out. I've self-termed and guess who starts texting me at midnight? Um, Mr. Plastic Peter. He's just like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. leaving. I can't believe it. And I'm like, you can't believe it. Like, you've created a toxic environment for so many people. Like, who wants to stay here? You're in the portion that's supposed to be what makes it worth it. And you're just being so rude to people and cruel. So... Yeah, then he's like, oh, we're having a party at so-and-so's house, like, you should come. And I'm like, why, if I'm so important, why wasn't I invited in the first place? But second of all, I'm leaving in, like, five hours. No, thank you. Like, I want to sleep. So, like, I can't, I kind of feel like he regretted losing me as a friend at that point because it was, like, the point of no return. I was leaving. Um, He could have also just been wanting the tea. I don't know. But... Probably like, both, because you know that guy was gossiping. Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, I just wanted to hang out with Amber, and we had, like, our little, as I called it, a pity party, where we just ate a bunch <laughs> of food and watched, what, Mean Girls, probably? We did, Mean Girls, and then we watched, like, shows that we both wanted to watch. Like, I think I showed you Family Guy, because I don't think you'd seen it yeah. before, or something like that, and then Gossip Girl, and then you showed me some Pretty Little Liars, I think, or something. Was something like that. 
yeah, um, that was big bit right then. So yeah, and I had had my car packed up that night and everything so that when I woke up the next morning, I could just go. Um, so yeah. then the next morning came, I woke up Amber as I was leaving and like said our goodbyes and we pushed the beds together so no one could come in and like <laughs> take, decide to move into her room with her. Um, yeah. So I don't regret doing the program because if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have met like the handful of people that I still hold valuable today, like Amber. Um, but can't say I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, I guess you can put it on your resume, but even in today's like working environment, I, it's so hard to get a call back on an application. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it. No, it's honestly, it's, it's not, a, I mean, it is a resume booster, but it's not like going to push you through for anything. It's not like, it's not this ex exclusive thing that's going to jumpstart your career, but it is a fun fact. I will say like, you know, it's that icebreaker that I can use for pretty much everything now. So yeah. it's like, what's that fun fact about you? It's like, I did the Disney college program. Um, so I agree with that, but I will say like to, to going back just real quickly to like your, your day when you the the 15 hour day I do remember when you came back and for some reason I was actually home that day at like five yes. or six I don't and know I why I remember being so grateful for that I just needed you yeah. there oh my gosh and I was so glad I was there because yeah you came in really distraught and upset and we like talked about it I remember and like yeah I just like yeah you you were really stressed out and like like upset over it I remember yeah and then a lot of pain like honestly it took me like three weeks for that tightness and pain to go away in my body oh my god from that one that's, attack that's so scary and they do they do say like people will like go to the ER for a panic attack they think it's a yeah. heart, it's a heart attack like it happens all I the time I almost my the first one I ever got I almost did yeah yeah luckily I've I've learned some ways to cope with anxiety now. So I haven't had a panic attack like that in a long time. I've gotten stuck in my head, but not to where I feel like I'm having a heart attack. But God, my 20, my early 20s, I would get that all the time. I knew some of the stuff that you had gone through during the program. But like while we were there, I didn't realize like how much you had endured. Like, I think I was so in my head that like, and, and also so enveloped in, like, the other situation I was dealing with that, like, yeah. I really didn't know what was happening around me so much. But also, I feel it was 10 years ago. We were very young adults, and I don't think we realized the severity of what we were going through either and how traumatizing yeah. it is. Yeah, because looking, because like you said, like, at right now, like, if you were to throw me back in that situation, either of us, like, we would not put up with it any of that shit. no no I wouldn't even be like oh you need to stay here like I'd be like sorry folks we're closed and I would yeah. just walk out I wouldn't even lock anything up oh yeah I, like it, I would just leave and yeah well especially like oh my god you stood there for seven seven eight hours I wouldn't have even stood there that long after like four hours I'd be like no one's coming to relieve me cool I guess I don't work at this I'm gonna go sit down yeah like but we, we weren't like that. We were a little bit more subservient. Cause like I said, like we were dead inside we yeah. were college kids. Like we, we were, we were kind of used to being corralled around like where it comes with like the part-time jobs and school. We hadn't really experienced anything other than that. So like they, they could throw us around a little bit easier. Yeah. So I, I think your, your quote with that really was a great <laughs> prologue to our stories because it's true. Yeah. Um, God, I hope they've gotten better with some of this stuff, especially with like, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know everything. I just, I hope they've gotten better with it because they're yeah. getting an influx of people now, especially with like the expansion of social media and like so many people mm -hmm. knowing more about the college program. Like, I hope that there's, there's some kind of like mental health like or something they're doing something differently I don't yeah. know I I don't know from reddit it doesn't seem like that's the case I was gonna say I think it's going more towards like 
that the program's being run by a lot of Angela's now based on what mm-hmm. we've heard. Yeah. Because they're all just younger and younger and they're all running like Flamingo Village and stuff. Like we didn't mm-hmm. have that. We actually had legit adults running our stuff when we were there. So it's weird that it's like younger people running it now. Right. Hey, we've told our stories. We're going to have to like sage and meditate after this. Um, but yeah, we have a really big announcement that we've been waiting months to share with you guys. Um, I will let Amber take the floor. <laughs> so basically, um, the big news here is this is actually going to be our last episode of Two Finger Point. But have no fear. We're not going anywhere. We're pivoting, but in the new year, we're pivoting into (laughs) a new podcast. So um, we're going to be diving into the 90s and 2000s um, with our new podcast, which will be called Posh and Plastic. (laughs) We're so so excited. We're excited. This has been in the works for a while, um, but we, you know, we wanted to finish till the end with this podcast. Uh, But yeah, so Amber's gonna take on the 2000s I'm gonna take on the 90s so we're each gonna have like a little story from you know any subject that is like in (laughs) pop culture or current events of that time so I guess they're past events but historical events yeah of that time um and so we're gonna do that and then obviously of course we're gonna give you guys the option to give us any topics that you guys think um would be really cool or you want to see us talk about um as well too so we'll open the floor to you guys as well um but we have we have some that are already in the works and we're really excited to release them for you guys and let you hear like what we've been working on yes so our next episode will be next week so like you don't have to worry about going on a break with us we are not on a break (laughs) We'll be back next week, but we're changing our days that we're releasing. Yes. So it's going to be on Throwback Thursdays. <laughs> and we figured Thursdays were a good day, not only because of Throwback Thursday, but the goal of this new podcast is just like time to relax or get your mind off of things and just go back in time with us and just reminisce. So we just, it's all high vibes and. So we figured it'd be good if you want to listen on Thursday or if you want to save it for the weekend when you're relaxing, get ready for good vibes. We just flushed out the bad vibes. <laughs> we're That's moving right. on. Oh, and we're so excited. So we can't wait for you guys to join us in the new year. All right. So um, make sure you go look up Passion po- Plastic and follow that podcast. We should have a trailer up already for you guys to hear and we'll see you next thursday thank you for listening to two finger point hosted by amber omar and kylie salmon created by amber omar and kylie salmon produced by amber omar engineered by kylie salmon social media managed by kylie salmon content created by amber omar and kylie salmon have a magical day